This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Well, you weren't checked out. You're absent-minded. I had to text you, reminded you that this is the weekly pod. You're 20 minutes before the usual time. I mean, after, I should say, you're uh, absent-minded as usual. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just we've done so many, and the day of the week is very nebulous these days. Yeah, that's Whether it's Monday, Tuesday, Saturday. Your kid is home regardless. You know, you're at home doing stuff online. It's very – it's kind of cool in a way, you know, this new reality. Like, it, it's definitely making you – I don't know. You know, makes you sort of adjust to just some truth about your life. You know, you're like, okay, well – what do I want to do with myself? You know, what, what am I going to use this time for forces some things? I, I think a lot of people are going to come out of this on, on the other end a lot better just cause they were, they were knocked out of their sort of mindless routine. Uh, yeah. Well, the sickness wise, I'll tell you, it seems to me like it's about to get extremely ugly. Not that it's not already there, but, um, the, the numbers don't look, uh, don't paint a pretty picture over the next couple of weeks in the United States, especially those South States, which are apparently like dwarfing, like Louisiana makes New York look small, like per million or whatever. So it's going to be extremely scary across the United States, uh, I would say, over the next, I don't know how long, but um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Liz? Yeah, it it might be. And Spain is like worse than Italy now, and that's a whole disaster over here. It's the same thing. I'm not really sure. And it's weird, like that 37-year-old British diplomat died of it. There's some younger people that reported to be dying i mean probably most of them had some sort of pre-existing condition not you know it makes it any less tragic but if you don't have one you probably don't have to be overly concerned but man I, i'm like staying away from sugar as much as possible trying to eat healthy <laughs> i'm like i'm not taking chances with this you know i'm like all right if i get this like i'm not going to give it any uh toeholds i'm gonna make it hard i make my body inhospitable unhus- to this virus yeah, I've actually noticed recently um, the effects of sugar the next day on my body. So I've uh, maybe because I've had less of it. So now when I reintroduce it, but I'm with you there, uh, totally cutting out any of that and taking vitamin D, trying to attempting to get sun, even though it's raining where I am and I'm indoors 99.9 percent of the time. But open windows um, too, fresh air yeah, kills viruses, fresh air. helps yeah. you recover if you have one. Um, doing some exercise, whatever, uh, rowing machine, push-ups, all that. But, um, yeah, exactly. You just want your immune system to be, uh, as strong as possible. Um, what one, one, other on thing, your- one other thing I want to say is attitude wise. And I think, 
you know, obviously there's going to be horrible, tragic, disastrous consequences in lots of ways, both, you know, with the health thing and financially for people and economically. But I do think we have a really bad model, not just the U.S., but in the world of sort of like eat this corporate food that's in the supermarket that's been marketed to you, no matter how much shit it has in it. Uh, if you want Oreos and you're an adult, eat Oreos. Come on, man. You're a free person. You can do whatever you want. Uh, and that attitude. And then, yeah, and if I get sick, unluckily, uh, when I'm older or hopefully, you know, much older, uh, then I'll just, you know, go to the hospital and and they'll deal with it. You know, I'll get the doctor to fix it, you know, or he'll give me the pills I need or whatever. The sort of model that the system's going to take care of you. And then, you know, when you see like in the U.S. where health coverage is expensive and it's a lot of people don't have it, uh, the idea of like, God damn it, you know, they, they won't pass universal health care. This is wrong. That may be true. I mean, I, I have mixed feelings. I, I think everybody who gets in a car accident or has bad luck should be taken care of, no questions asked. But I also think that the model is, is kind of dumb. Like the government, A, first of all, that's not, you know, every person should try to do their best at least to take care of themselves. Sometimes you get unlucky. Sometimes, you know, you fail. Sometimes our best efforts aren't enough. And then there should be something there. But A, you should still do your best. You shouldn't, the model shouldn't be like, ah, I'm just going to eat whatever I want or do whatever I want and screw it. Like someone else will, will deal with this problem later because I'll be too sick because I did whatever I wanted. But two, unfortunately for those people, is it's not there for you. The government isn't there for you. The healthcare system isn't there for you. To the extent that it's there, it's incredibly expensive. They don't cover certain things. They make errors. They're not very good. They don't actually cure you. They just treat something and, and keep milking you for more money. So not only is it probably not the best way to go about things, it's not even a reliable way. It's not even going to pan out for you. You're going you're gonna to get abandoned when you need it most. And you look at this bailout package, it's so corporate friendly. It looks like that they're passing these total nutless monkeys who are obviously selling us out. But I mean, we knew that was going to happen. They're not, you know, the government's not going to look out for you. They're not going to help you. They, they're going to give you 1200 bucks in four months or something and say, okay, you know, this was our excuse to give Boeing a whole bunch of money and bail them out. Uh, and you got 1200 yeah, bucks. What was so, the math? 8,000 per person. It's 1200, 18,000, 18,000, 18,000 per person. Yeah. Okay. And so 1200 of that went to yeah. you and 16.8 of your money went to the corporations. <laughs> Uh, and that's even more than that because it's not like everybody gets the 18. It's just select people. And so, you know, it's really, obviously, it's criminal. It's just a bunch of people looting the system. It's a bunch of looters like in a, like the L.A. riots where people just smash into stores and grab stuff. These guys are smashing into the treasury and just grabbing stuff, diluting the supply completely for everybody and funneling the big fire hose worth of it toward their companies that they mismanaged to pay themselves more money. I mean, we know this is happening. Now, people either ignored it or swallowed it in 2008. But if there's 25% unemployment or whatever there's going to be, uh, people there, I, I think it's going to, you know, there may be unrest and then the elites, uh, and the government says this government agents that serve them are going to try to direct that unrest at immigrants or at Trumpers or at whoever it is that is, they'll try to find like some group and, and keep the people who are, who are angry at war with each other rather than coming together and ousting the, the people who stole everything and looted the entire economy. So that's going to be what ha- I think what happens next is when there's a huge amount of unemployment and everybody knows they got so screwed, you're going to see the media and the establishment try to 
turn the two factions against each other. Oh, it's those racist Trumpers and the Trumpers. Oh, it's the immigrants and it's the people who are teachers union and this. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to make people fight each other, the people who should be on the same team. Okay. Um, and and so and I don't know if they're going to succeed. I don't think they will, but you know they've they've gotten away with a lot. So who knows? So you you definitely I would call you I don't know some, something of a Trump defender. You certainly don't go out of your way to criticize him here on this podcast. Typically, I, um, I wouldn't say I'm a Trump defender. No way. No chance. <laughs> no, I, no, I, I wouldn't. I no, 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 no. But but I but I I actually sympathize I, I, more than the, no I the, no I actually I, I reject that completely, and I and I actually don't like it. And it makes me angry because I'm only a Trump defender. Obviously, you just think rationally on both sides. I get it. I, I, no, no. I, let me, I, let me just, say what I need to say. I, I'm okay. only a Trump defender insofar as the version of the story about him that is told is completely unfair to him uh, that you know people in our circles tell. It's, it's total bullshit. It's just a fraud. Basically, it's an intelligence operation to empower factions that are as nefarious as Trump if not more. Okay. That's it's, it's, it's false. Okay. But yeah. if I were on a podcast every day with a Trump supporter, <laughs> they would probably think that I yeah, was yeah. a Trump hater, but I don't hate him. I don't defend, I defend him when he's unjustly accused of things. I just think he's not a good president and probably not a very good person though. I don't know him. So maybe he's better than I think. Maybe he's worse than I think he's not Hitler. He's not a fascist. He's just some, cheesy real estate sales guy who somehow is president of the United States. That's, that's all it is. And so I, I defend him because most of what you hear in the media, which is owned by oligarchs who are his enemies, um, is libelous toward him. It's bullshit. It's like a complete lie, the whole Russia thing. But I don't defend him because I'm on his team. I'm not on his team. I'm not not on his team. I just honestly want uh, what's fairest and best overall and what will, you know, is the most honest dealing with everything. But I just don't like that because I get into a lot. I'm not, you know, I know you might've said a tug and shake, whatever, but I get into a lot of conversations with people and I just tell them the truth. I'm like, dude, that shit you're saying about Russia, that's bullshit. And they're like, oh, you love Trump. You love Trump. And I'm like, no, I don't. It's bullshit. It's just that you have Trump derangement syndrome. So you don't see the facts about this guy and who he is. uh, And you, so you can't proceed with it, even an honest critique. You don't, you know, they can't even stop Trump from doing the things that they purportedly don't want Trump to do. They give the guy unlimited military budget. They give the guy unlimited spying powers. Oh, if he's so dangerous, then why just give him power to spy on Americans? Well, because you don't really give a shit about that. You're just doing an intelligence operation on these dupes. And the reason you're doing it in part is because you're, you don't control Trump as much as you controlled Hillary, Biden, whoever. But secondly, you're doing it because, again, when things break down, and they're going to break down, in my opinion, badly, uh, and the, uh, the masses, the populist rage is, is so high that you know, it's actually dangerous, they're going to want to keep everybody divided. They're going to want the Trumpers are bad. You know, the Republicans will say it's the immigrants or it's who, the minorities or whatever, and they're going to keep everybody at each other's throats rather than all those people have common cause. They're all on the same team. They're being totally screwed over by a bunch of looters at the top. And, and so anyway, I just, I don't, you know, I've heard that bullshit line so much and, and it'll be like sort of a joke because the whole way of liberal arguing, it started with John Stewart and the, the daily show. Now it's like John Stewart. And now it's Trevor Noah and Colbert and Jimmy Kimmel and all these nutless monkeys. They're all just like 
sarcasm, John Oliver. Instead of making an argument, they're just like, you're a Trump defender, ha, 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 and that's it. That's it. There's not like, well, let's get into this. What, what would I be defending him from, and what would I not be defending him from, and what critique are you actually even not even making of him that's actually valid about him? And so, you know, it's this, that whole style of like the sarcastic sort of association of you with something without an argument that came from those shows. That, they used to critique Bush, who, in my opinion, is still by far the worst president we've ever had, at least in my lifetime. And they critique Bush, but the whole thing was this snarky sarcasm. That was how Jon Stewart started it. And they've all copied him. And so that's just the style now, snarky sarcasm about something without any substance or without actually getting into any issues. I think Oliver does get into issues, but that's the side, side thing. You know, he does do the snarkiness. came, obviously, from... The Stuart Tree. Um, uh, yeah, no, obviously it's all relative and you very much explained it better than, than I did. And I was definitely just giving you a hard time. And I understand that's where you're coming from. But I don't, li- um, I don't like it because it's like you're giving me a hard time. But that's not that's what people you. actually seriously are saying. Like, they actually I can't even get into discussion about stuff because they're so brainwashed. That well, even you, when you defend Trump on Twitter, some someone acted like you were saying the opposite. Like they can't even understand. That, right. Even, the Trump guy was like, oh, yeah, right. Throw the orange man on yep. bad under the bus. I'm yep. like, no, yep. this is neither. I'm just saying. And he didn't do it because he is a nutless monkey. But Trump, you know, I was like, oh, he can pass Bernie's policies after the DNC stopped him. That's not pro or, or, or con. That's just this is what could happen. Of course, he didn't do it. I don't know why the hell he didn't do it. I mean, he's such a nutless monkey. He would have had the. He would have the election wrapped up, but maybe, you know, maybe they've got well, their, their hooks in him just as much as they have them in Biden and Clinton. I apologize for perpetuating that myth then. Um, and also Trump, isn't his approval rating like as high as ever um, now? Uh, the reason I brought him up, though, is is what is your opinion of what what he should do? And if he does abruptly stop, you know, social distancing because he's, he's so worried about the economy, which is obviously the economy is an obvious concern. So what, what we're, that's the main issue I brought up. I was thinking about this. There's like three categories of people, right? And one is people who are not infected. Two is people who are sick. And three is people who were sick, but now they've recovered and are ostensibly immune. We don't know that for sure, but I think people get immune. So what they should be doing, I don't know why there's not like a billion tests being made now and delivered now. Apparently Amazon's going to do some of that. Who knows? I'll believe it when I see it. And I despise Amazon. But, you know, there should just be like, you know, making the atomic bomb like a Manhattan Project where it's like, dude, we got three weeks, make, you know, 100 million of these kits and have them tested now. Just do it. Just get it done. I don't want to hear this bullshit. Just get it done. You know, and if you have that, then everybody who had it, which is probably like a million people or more because these numbers are bullshit. They're all just, they're just test, they're just dependent on testing. So if there's like, oh, there's 50,000 Americans with it, like that's bullshit. There's like a million Americans with it. I mean, Kevin Durant has it, you know, Harvey Weinstein has it. People just have it. It's not like, it's not so rare. It's common, this thing. And a lot of people don't even know they have it. If you get a million people to test, you know, to have the antibodies, but they're not showing any signs of the active virus, those people can go about their business. They can go to the bars. They can go to restaurants. That's not enough yet. They can bring food to people. They can do stuff. They're superheroes because they already are immune to it. Then among the people who are sick, there's the people who are so sick uh, that they need you know, to be in the ICU. And those people, that's a problem because we don't have the capacity. But the people who are sick at home, they're not a problem. They know they're sick. They're probably not spreading it. They're sitting there for two weeks. They're going to turn into the superheroes in two weeks. 
Then there's the healthy people, right? Those divide into a couple categories. One, the people are at risk who should be very careful, and the people who are less at risk who should be careful, but they should be tested. And if they get it, then they could, you know, quarantine for two weeks and join the superheroes. But basically, like, we have to be able to sort. It's just a sorting problem. It's who belongs in what box, right? Because if you get a million people or however many there are who are completely fine and immune, already certain things can start getting back to normal. Now, it's obviously still a small percentage of the population that's had it, but at least those people can start comfortably doing stuff. Grocery stores can hire people like that. They should, you should get like a certificate like, oh yeah, I had it and I'm better. You could just like, you know, do anything. You know, you can go and uh, help old people. You can do anything, you know. Have you seen the testing? What, they shove it up your nose? Oh, man, so far up there. Yeah, but it's like one second. Anyway, I mean, obviously it's easier said than done, but... Yeah, they really just need testing is is okay. So can we can we can that happen? I mean, of course it can happen. Of course it's possible. The test, you know, I mean, that all makes sense. Imagine if like you know China were going to invade us like on the ground with like troops and ships in like three weeks, and like we knew they were coming. I mean, we would we would be ready. You know, we would be ready. Just get it done. You know, just get that shit done. And you can be much more strategic than that. I mean, they have data about where the clusters are, which hospitals are more over. You know, they have. They have ideas yeah. probably of where to test more intently. And even from some of the testing, you could probably get some generalized numbers. Like you could probably know after a short time, if you just tested one city extensively or a few cities, you might be able to know in general, like how probably within a decent range, like how many people actually have it in the US. So maybe they already know that, but just get that shit done. That, so that, that all makes sense. But what, what are you worried though? Like, say, Trump's talking about he wants to see the quote unquote churches packed in Easter. I well, mean, is that, I'm not. I mean, I'm is, not. Is that not dangerous? Yeah, it's. I wouldn't let people. I wouldn't. I would encourage people to stay home until we get the testing done. And I'd say, assholes, the entire economy depends on people going back out. So we must get this testing done. This this testing is worth. I mean, I'd say, look, we'll give you a ten billion dollar contract to some private company right. that can get this done. Who's going to do it? You know, because it's worth trillions of dollars in economic benefit. I would just put the reward out there and say, but it's got to work. Otherwise, you get zero. If, if it, we, you know, we'll, we'll, we wait a month, we'll see how it goes. And if it works and you're the company that did it or multiple companies, you can split the reward. Um, we'll do it. You know, I, I would just be like, I would incentivize them as much as and possible. You're, you're saying this would be a benefit because then we'd know the people who had it for sure and they would just separate themselves and then they would be the people that would be the, able to go about there's their two dangerous. There, there's two sets of dangerous people. One is... Super spreaders who are walking a- around. Asymptomatic house. people who are contagious. And then, like people, and, and then people who have it who are in danger of getting really sick. Right? Those, the, the latter overwhelm the healthcare system. It's not their fault. The former, it's not their fault either. I mean, unless they're being reckless, um, they don't know they have symptoms. But those are the two dangerous people, right? And so if you know who they are, well, you know who the latter are, but it's too late by that point. So you really want to find like the asymptomatic spreaders because. They're the you know they're the dangerous people because most people who are sick are staying home, and it's it's just the people and and you got to find out and you also want to find out again who the recovered people are who have the antibodies and can just go out and do their thing. So, right. it, it, you know, I would say yeah. I would say look, I want this quarantine end by Easter too, but it's going to yeah. require knowing who's who, and that's going to require tons of testing, and so our economy. Needs, you know, we need to make a $10 billion investment to recoup the trillion dollar investment. And that's it. Get it done. 
and whoever yeah. gets it gets a reward, and you'll you'll get like the Congressional Medal of Honor, or the, I don't know what you can award. You know, you get whatever the highest civilian award is, and you get a lot of money for it too. And you and you just say go see which entrepreneur, whether it's Bezos, that scumbag, or Elon Musk, you know, or whoever. You know, who cares? You know, let, let's see what they can do, and maybe it's some other guy that we don't know. So. Um, that's what I would do. And then, but I would tell yeah. people to chill out in the meantime, just better safe than sorry. I saw it put one way, um, like the number one risk, risk factor isn't even necessarily any more age or pre-existing illness. It's, it's lack of hospital beds. It's now a number one risk factor is becoming access, you know, the, right. the lack of access. So, yeah. um, uh, what other, oh, so just, just the politics side real quick. I know that you linked to, uh, one of Biden's response. I saw like a four minute one. I, I don't even know where to start list. Like what, what I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, that's just, I told you he, he's not president. He, has, he can't be president. He, he, he's he's also, chance. I think he has, I mean, I don't, he's coughing nonstop and, he, and he's not finishing sentences. It's, it's, I don't know, man, it, it doesn't, it's by whatever, whatever side you're on. It's not great. If you saw Biden finally emerge after six days of being underground, dude. Did I not tell you this dude is not going to, I mean, whatever the stupid odds are on the betting sites, this, he's not, he's not there, man. He's, he's not physically capable of being president of the United States. So they're just trying to hide him as long as possible. Name a VP. He'll, he'll get out for some health reason. They'll just pick their person. Oh yeah. I, yeah. It doesn't. Yes. Yeah. I, I can't argue with you from the footage that I, that I saw, uh, today or whatever that was not encouraging um what so what other stuff i don't just specifically real quick with coronavirus so prince charles has it too and that could be i lead to some crazy ramifications um i read that it's not mutating which i guess is good as far as coming up with the vaccine a couple other things i read the um it's like blood a type is supposedly more susceptible which i have and men but that could just be sorry, sorry to hear it sorry to hear man yeah you know, and um and uh what else? Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. What? Uh, what? Uh, what? Have you? What? Have, have you? Oh, loss of sense of taste and smell is another thing that came across that. Uh, that's a very common link if you have that. So, uh, some that supposedly is common in a lot of illnesses. You know, the okay. flu or whatever yeah. you can get. That. And then the other thing was, you got me. You told me to go on, which I uh, very sad that you did. You told me to check out Tommy G's uh, Twitter feed. And I'd seen like draft cheat mention it, that he wants to be on whatever he's on. And man, that took me down the, the deepest rabbit hole for three hours one night. And it's just, I'm into this event, looking at the event 201, which is kind of crazy. And then Tom Hanks mentioned it on his Twitter that he's up or whatever. His wife's up 201 points in cribbage or whatever, some crazy celebrity connections and, and all kinds of stuff. But yeah, that's a, uh, that's uh, a wormhole that I strongly suggest no one, no one goes down. <laughs> yeah. I just saw that. It was, I thought it was funny. I, I mean, um, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence and for sure. Yeah. And there isn't really, you know, it's all just sort of this very crazy coincidences and yeah. And, you know, and event 201 happened. I mean, the two, just those guys got together with these events multiple times, I mean, a few times, it wasn't the only time when they predicted a coronavirus is obviously a name, you know, for all kinds. So this is, if anything, it just shows that, that man, we really did predict this was going to happen. But going down that, that, that hole though, I found things like the head of the who is supposedly three times covered up clarity epidemics in Ethiopia and totally corrupt possibly too. So well, yeah, that, I mean, that guy, that guy ignored Taiwan in December when they said this coronavirus is a thing. They, he ignored them. He, he did the bidding of China. I mean, I don't trust any of those organizations. Those things are so corrupt and inept. And everyone wants to just say, well, you don't need to allege malfeasance when 
incompetence will do. That's like a saying. <laughs> but like, I think at a certain point, you know, it, it's actually malfeasance. Like they're, they have an agenda. They have a reason they want to cover something up. They're protecting somebody, some interest. And, you know, I, I mean, the Jeffrey Epstein thing should just blow everyone's mind. I mean, there's just a lot of politicians are blackmailed. And the crazy thing is, it's funny because I just, that whole Russia Trump thing was all based on that and it turned out to be a nothing burger no matter how much money they threw at it. They couldn't show anything. I think it's all possible. Anything's possible. But again, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. So um, I I don't know how much I'm going to leave in this podcast. I don't want to turn into a conspiracy podcast, to be honest, because it's fun, but it's, it's fucking... You know, the problem is that the the pro- I'm going to delete most of this shit because the problem with going down this road is when you're talking seriously and it's shit that mainstream people don't get yet. You know, you have to like stand your ground and stick with facts, like the uh, Ted Bell stuff. Like, you know, he's not a conspiracy theorist; he actually had facts. But if you go into conspiracies, then you're going to undermine your ability ever to. Say something that's not accepted. So I'm going to delete most of this. Actually, right. I, I but think Google might have removed its censors, though. Who's whose laptop was that that had all kinds of the Clinton stuff? Oh, on? Anthony Weiner. Anthony Weiner's yeah. laptop. Yeah, but I, I'm going to delete a lot of this because. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it doesn't. It's 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 not a good idea if we purport to have a podcast that informs people because it's okay. just too it's too like you know anyway again as I said to to for extraordinary claims you need extraordinary evidence and. <laughs> okay. That's why the whole, like, Trump's being controlled by Putin was a, okay, it's possible. I mean, Trump's a corrupt dude. He was in Russia for a bit. Maybe they have some dirt on him. They threw, like, $100 million at it, three years of, like, all these investigators, and they found nothing. So that's, you know, so they needed sure, to back sure. it up with actual evidence, and they didn't. And so, you know, it's fine. I, I, I as I said, I, I tend to believe, like, I wouldn't put anything past them but just because they are evil enough to do it, in my opinion, just because it might benefit them, um, that's not proof that they did it. That's just innuendo. Do you want to talk your uh, all-time NFL team you and Erickson did? Uh, we talked about baseball last pod, I believe. Uh, want to talk some football? Yeah, let's talk about that quickly. Um, by the way, did you see Kung Fu Hustle yet? I know you only had like three days. Oh, no, I told you I'd seen it. I've, I, oh, I called it Shaolin oh, Soccer. Oh, I thought you just knew. I thought you just heard so, of it. No, no, no. Oh. I've seen those both in the theater at the time. Those are great. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I love those. Okay, okay. Yeah, I no, no. Seen no, it. no. Those are fantastic. Yeah. No, so, uh, sure. yeah, let's, let's talk about the all-time NFL team. So, just a dick, right? Like, so the thing is, <laughs> well, you, you, you really learn about people in a time of crisis like this, you know, and, <laughs> and their true character comes out. And I gave him the first pick because it was my idea. Of course, he takes Lawrence Taylor, which is just bullshit. Dick move. But uh, my team's still a lot better than his, even though he has Lawrence Taylor. Uh, what do you think about the uh, the teams? Yeah, I know it looked uh, looked looked good. I think you. It seems like the consensus is you won. We went over it. The fact you got the. I mean, the fact that your strategy, the, the tight ends worked. I like the Gronk and Kittle doubling up. Steve Young, you just waited for when he took Mahomes. So uh, yeah, and it looks pretty uh, pretty dominant. Because, I mean, Randy Moss and Calvin Johnson, uh, pretty pretty sick with Gronk and Kittle. Like, just think about that. And Marshall yeah. Falk, who's like running out, running routes out of the backfield. Yeah, someone gave you a hard time for Jim Brown, but you brought up the point just in today's game, you simply have to have uh, the receiver. Yeah, and Jim Brown like is a, was a total monster, obviously, and would still be today. But not only are you doing the error adjustment, but there's also the pass catching. It's two things that he has to overcome. So, but I, you know, I, I you could do like Gronk and Kittle, and you know, either you just run the uh, read option with Steve Young. Thing about Steve Young is, 
he lost some years of his career to being in the USFL and then being behind uh, Joe Montana. And then he lost the end of his career to concussions. But like this day and age, he wouldn't have got that many concussions. You know, they, they just, you're allowed to like, you were allowed to headhunt the quarterback back then. You're allowed to just absolutely annihilate him. So in this day and age, I think he would have lasted a lot longer. Oh, and I can't explain to you how windy like candlestick is. That was not, not a, a dome environment whatsoever. And, and his like passer rating and uh, all those kind of stats were like modern day stats, even though he's playing in the yeah. '90s. Oh, totally. His YPA, everything. Yeah, that that stadium's like on the ocean. Like it, it yeah. was. Sorry, I mean, this guy and, so. and the running ability. This, I mean, Steve yeah. peak, peak Steve Young. In my opinion, I mean Pat Mahomes, I probably would have taken first just because he's in 2020. But peak Steve Young is as good as anybody, and my third my third choice would have been Aaron Rodgers. But second oh, interesting. choice, yeah. You know that Falk recently even said that uh, McCaffrey's a better version of him. Basically, just all the routes and everything, and he's just he, he even said McCaffrey is a is a monster. Well, I would have taken. That's who I would have taken if I were Jeff him or Saquon. I might have gone Saquon just because right. I'm a homer. But uh, Tomlinson he caught a bunch of passes for a while, but he wasn't the pass catcher that those guys are. Yeah, and then so defense. You got both. So uh, you got Re- Re- Reggie Watt, Aaron Donald up the middle. So you're well. Let's go over the picks. So what round? So LT first, and then so you're saying in your these are your first and second round picks were Dion and Aaron Donald, right? Yeah, I wanted to just have guys who like Dion is like the unique unicorn cornerback that cover a whole side of a field. You just couldn't throw to that side. He was so fast, and he would go and return it for a touchdown if he caught it. And then Donald is a twenty sack tackle. So that, that's like a unicorn also, a guy that you a have unicorn to double team. more than, say, Anthony Munoz, his second pick, because you're just saying what Thomas is, right, is a wash, right? Yeah, I mean, more or less. Plus, Munoz played in the 80s. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's not really – you know, I'm sure he, was, he would still be, you know, a pro bowler now, but I don't see any difference. So give me Donald. Then I took Randy Moss in the third. Uh, I liked Ed Reed that he took. I thought he was my top safety also, just because he was just like a center fielder. He would just go and – catch everything and also run it back for a touchdown sometimes oh yeah but, he was really good at that yeah. but moss gronk in round five you know best tight end by far in history maybe kittle end up there but he's got a way to go ray lewis he'll knife you if you have any problems with him yeah. and speaking then, of you just said tur- returning i just saw this stat that's almost hard to believe that larry fitzgerald has 10 more tackles and drops in his career that's that's insane he has like 39 tackles 29 drops anyway play with a lot of bad qbs yeah yeah right so continue. Uh, uh, Ray Lewis, I took Reggie White, and then J.J. Watt. Jeff didn't like the J.J. Watt pick, but I think Peak Watt was, again, like a 20-sack guy who stuffed the run uh, at his 330 pounds, you know, whatever, 300 pounds or whatever he is. Um, just a total monster. And then Calvin. Oh, yeah, and his prime. He's out of control. So Watt, Donald, and Reggie. Reggie White was 300 pounds, too. I didn't want to get one of those, you know, Deacon Jones guys, you know, from way back. <laughs> I mean, he was Deacon Jones was a monster. But Calvin, Marshall Falk, Darrell Rivas. Kittle, Von Miller is my uh, one pass rushing linebacker. Luke Keekley, who I think about Luke Keekley is he was a Luke Keekley is like the best coverage linebacker in the last ten years. Obviously, just retired, but um, total monster. Khalil Mack, also a total beast. And then Palomalu was my other safety. Alex Mack was my center. Steve Young, Joe Thomas, Orlando Pace, Will Shields, Alan Fanica. I took Earl Thomas with my last pick because he's kind of like the poor man's Ed Reed, like the guy who just covers a ton of ground 
Yeah, a couple things. I like the discussion and the comments uh, arguing over Sherman and Daryl Green. That was good stuff. Um, and I have to mention Deacon Jones. Sorry, Corolla, Adam Corolla goes absolutely nuts about this. There's this old clip of Deacon Jones explaining how he, I think he perfected the swim move or swim yeah. move or something, but he's talking about how anytime you raise your hand to a man, and then he stops and he says, or a woman, because apparently during then he was like very PC. He wanted to be sure to include them, right. but it comes across just horribly insensitive. <laughs> right, Anytime right. you raise your hand. When, you're, man, when you're doing this, yeah, all right, yeah. So it's one of the best clips of all time. So to try to Google Deacon Jones. Explain. Yeah, I think I've but, seen um, it. I think yeah. it's pretty funny. Yeah. I, think you, uh, I think you have a pretty pretty strong argument here. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I like, like the exercise. I said Jeff's team would be lucky to get a wild card, win nine games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. But, Pat Mahomes, uh, Rice, and Owens. Pat Mahomes and Julio is his third receiver, slot guy. Yeah, right. Yeah, dominant. No, dominant teams. Uh, yeah, good, good, good stuff. Um, how is the uh, how's the radio radio gone? I see that you had uh, you actually had a guest on this last week, right? Paul Sporer. We had Sporer on. We had Mario on yesterday. I don't think we're going to have any on, including you tomorrow. We're just going to. Uh, it's an hour now. You know, they're just running the same hour twice, which is fine with us. Um, oh, I didn't. They're realize. They're, oh. they're totally understaffed. They can't come in. You know, they got the same stuff going on that everybody else does, but so uh, we're just making it work. But yeah, it's fine. It's, you know, we just try to talk. You, you got right. anything else going on with you? What was the series he recommended again? Um, which series? I'm not sure which one. There was some series you recommended when I oh, recommended Tiger King last oh, week. Oh, Tiger six, King. Yeah, yeah. Six episode documentary. Yeah, that's super entertaining if you would have been. Uh, I'm so episodes. sick of documentaries. I just can't yeah. take documentaries. There's a similar formulas. Yeah, uh, this is a lot of crazy, crazy okay, stuff uh, happening, though. For sure. Um, well, yeah, not much else. Uh, the Curb finale was pretty great. They really ended the season on uh, a very high note. Um, maybe this show called Devs on Hulu. It's uh, It's been interesting. But, um, yeah, not much else. Um, I saw The Invisible Man. Definitely not recommending that to you. But if you're looking for a cheesy two-hour uh, movie that was uh, relatively entertaining. Um, but, um, yeah, what, uh, maybe we'll talk later this week. Maybe we won't. Uh, what, what do you, what are you expecting? Just, uh, just, you're just hanging out at home and, and, and getting stir crazy. How's the family? Uh, we're a little stir crazy, but not too bad. What about you? Yeah. More the same as the, my wife becoming, you know, learn, teaching the, the, the teaching, the whole process, yeah. uh, it's been actually pretty, uh, a lot. The, the school's been throwing a lot, and I, I worry about my my mom, seventy year old mom, who's raising their great uh, grandkid and trying to learn a third grader too with the computer and all that, while trying to keep keep my distance from her too. So it's a it's been a kind of a tricky balance there right now. It's just the kids with school, I would say. But um, but yeah, that's just kind of a new new normal for for everyone. But um, yeah, man, good talk, and uh, everyone stay safe. All right, man. Talk to you. Let's let's try to do one Friday if we have time. Okay. All right, man. Later, Liz. Take it easy, Dalton. Later.